This podcast is a quest for well-being, a quest for a meaningful life through the exploration of fundamental truths, enlightening ideas, insights on physical, mental, and spiritual health. The inspiration is love. The aspiration is to awaken new ways of thinking that can lead us to a new way of being, being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations. Music is a blessing, a prayer, and a healing for the soul when it comes deeply from the heart. Music and sound have the capacity to transport us, lift us to a place where we remember that we are loved, so that we can ultimately remember we are love. As we come into resonance with this love day by day, moment by moment, our world transforms. The crystal singing bowls have, in no small way, helped me discover this truth inside of myself, and I am eternally grateful that I get to share it with the world in so many beautiful ways. Ashana. Valeria interviews Ashana. She is the author of Crystal Singing Bowls, The Angelic Sound of Healing, Relaxation, and Spiritual Awakening. Ashana is one of the premier healing music artists and New Age vocalists of our time weaving together soaring angelic vocals and the celestial sound of alchemy crystal singing bowls. This exquisitely crafted sonic tapestry has been hailed by listeners all over the world as breathtaking and a gift from heaven. Ashana's best-selling music from All Is Forgiven, Jewels of Silence, Beloved, The Infinite Heart, River of Light, Celestial Sleep, and The Illuminated Path have been downloaded and streamed by millions of fans around the world. A lifelong student of yoga and mantra from many of the world's spiritual traditions, Ashana has led two online group meditations, touching the lives of more than 20,000 people in 50 countries. As a renowned master crystal bowl artist, teacher, and sound healer, Ashana is an expert in the field of sound healing with crystal bowls, training thousands of students from all over the world in the art of applying crystalline sound to therapeutic and artistic healing modalities in her Crystal Bowl Mastery Program. Ashana lives near Sedona, Arizona with her husband, native Hawaiian healer, James Kawainui. Meet Ashana at soundofashana.com. Here's the interview with Ashana. In your own words, who is Ashana? Ashana is a um, Ashana is a human being on a on a path of life. Ashana is a is spirit embodied in human form, having an incredible experience in this lifetime, making mistakes, going through challenges. Um, experiencing joy, learning things, exploring things, and discovering more and more about about her connection to source and spirit and soul, and how with 
as that deepens and grows, how how she can make a difference in the world and hold a space where others can remember that and feel that for themselves. <laughs> I keep saying the word beautiful. They, it keeps coming back to me over and over again. <laughs> well, what can I say? It's truly beautiful, everything that you said. The question that comes to mind is, how did you come to this understanding of yourself in life, Ashana? Did that ever change in a way, evolve this idea of being a spirit, having a human experience, as has been said? Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I, I certainly didn't um, grow up with that. Although, you know, when I, when I think about it, I, I had a, a very transcendent dream when I was about 10 years old. And I remember in this dream, I will never forget this dream. It was like, it was one of those, you know, when we look at, when we look back and we have language for it, right? We can, we can call it an initiatory dream. Um, It was like, or, or better yet would have been an awakening dream, a dream of remembrance. And, and that was a a dream What I was, I was walking, uh, I was walking uh, on in a sea of green. And, and I was elevated. I was probably six to ten feet off the ground, and everything around me was incredibly beautiful. It was vibrant and alive and full of life. You know, flowers and grasses, and there was tremendous light everywhere. And there were these beings of light that I was I was following and I was part of. And then I and then I woke up and and I must have been 12, actually, now that I think about it, because I wrote I wrote a song about it. And when I was starting to to write songs when I was that age and and I wrote a song about that. And I remember the first line visions dancing in my head, you know, and that was the very first line of that song. And I still have the copy of that song tucked away somewhere in in my in my papers because it was so so precious to me so but that that you know it didn't it didn't stay like that I didn't remember that recall that I mean I you know it was like every human being we you know we go through these incredible challenges and 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 working with the you know with the conditioned mind that just and all of our conditioning that says you're really like this and you have to do this and you have to live like this and you have to think like this and believe like this. And then there's the period of time, which is sometimes, you know, for me, it was like decades of of going into transcendence of that, you know, shifting beyond that, having help on so many levels, you know, real grace of mentors and teachers and experiences of of learning, you know, what it is to be uh, a spiritual being and and not a religious but a spiritual being. And that was huge because I came from a, you know, very religious family. So it was like shifting from being a religious to a, to um, a spiritual being. So it's, I I don't think I've ever stopped. I mean, I really think that it's just ongoing, this growing. Yes. But it feels that way. It really does. When it comes to the the body mind, yeah, that's what um, my experience has been with my spiritual practices too. 
And would you say that that's the goal of healing in a way to come to this realization that we are spiritual beings? Well, you know, it depends on what your definition of spiritual is. It's maybe maybe I would I might verbalize it differently. I might call it to step into our wholeness. Because you know that that spirituality blended in with the hum, with our humanity creates this beautiful alchemical fusion of of um of beingness you know and it's really different than when we're not in the body and we're and we're spirit we're light we're we're the etheric consciousness that's living in a different kind of dimensional reality and then when we step into the physical reality we have a whole other set of parameters that we're experiencing you know yes. especially okay. you know on earth right now it's yes. like, oh my god right this is quite the place right <laughs> so, to do this kind of work in a way. I have heard that before. Do you actually see it that way, that there is a purpose actually being in a human body, in a human form, which is to go back home, as you call it, to this place, placeless place called wholeness? Or do you view this idea, this concept a bit differently? No, I think that's pretty close. I, I, I think that, I think we come here, we come here like, it, my one of my best friends. Okay, <laughs> yes. we have we have the same birthday to, together, and she's a brilliant writer and and um, speaker and all kinds of things. She's also like does amazing things. She's a gemologist and yeah. has like mm-hmm. two degrees and yes. all that stuff. Anyway, she we have this. <laughs> she has a story about us on, uh, and she said that that we're like twins on the etheric plane. And then when it came time to be birthed, she basically stood behind me and said, okay, we're going to go together. Okay. We're going to go together. And, and, she, and then she said, yeah. you go first. And then she pushed me over the edge. Yes, right? yes, so it was this idea of having everything. We remembered everything of who we are. Mm-hmm. And, we, and it was like this mm-hmm. grand experiment. It was this grand mm-hmm. Um, experience yeah. of learning, of growing, of sharing, of of becoming, of being. You know, it was it was just let's see how, how much we can be, or who we can be, and how much we can remember and bring it with us when we're there. Because of course, you know, and a lot of times for many many of us in, embodiment as souls, you know, we don't have that recollection. You know, it's we have it when we're babies or when we're young children, but then it just gets conditioned out of us. And then we have to go through this whole process of remembering and recollecting and then stepping back into it so we can be that light in a body. You know, there are so many people, especially in that I have connected with in, in, um, in the crystal bowl world a lot, because there's in tremendous comfort uh, when you're playing the bowls, I mean, the bowls basically lift you right out of your body and you're kind of suspended in this, in this netherworld, um, and which is an amazing place to be. So you see things from tremendous different perspective. So, um, but, but you can get used to being in that out of the body. And I don't think that's why we came here. I think we came here to be in the 
body and bring all that we learn from that experience, bring all of that light, bring all of that awareness of joy, you know, the awareness of gratitude, the, the, the feelings, those kind of non-local universal feelings of joy, of gratitude, of love, of compassion. Can we bring all of that into our physical body, into our conscious awareness, and then be that as we walk around? And that's how we create heaven on earth, you know. And is, is that easy for us in this, in this really intensely dualistic reality? No, it's very difficult. It's very challenging right now, especially, you know. Yes, yes. Wow. I love your perspective. It's, it's one that I share from my reference. It's always Advaita Vedanta. I'm a student of Vedanta, oh, so it yeah. goes back. Yeah. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense, right? If it don't teach, it's a bit different because it's non dual, so no one's actually choosing anything. There's. Mm, um, that makes sense. Yeah, there's no. And that's, a, that's not an easy, for most of us, it's very, very, for the thinking mind, it's not easy to grasp that actually there's no, um, n nobody here in a sense of a fixed entity that's mm -hmm. choosing to come back to earth or return to wholeness. It feels now more than ever almost as, as the play of life. I love the way you said that wholeness, right? Because it's it goes back to one. It's not it's not two realities, although it feels like wow, so many <laughs> when you look at the other bodies in the different minds, way of thinking and, and perceiving this this world. It's very different, but I, I keep myself grounded on, on that absolute reality without losing because it happened before where I. I wanted to be actually only focused on that absolute reality and kind of uh, not give up, but in a way to distance parts of the body-mind from the experience. Mm -hmm. And that was not really helping me. Yeah, yeah, it wouldn't. It, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm so happy for you that you came to that place because it's very tough when you, when you almost cu you cut off the physical form. That's just another dimension. So it's, it's not a bad dimension because it's a physical form. And the emotions that we experience in this, in this body-mind reality are not bad. They're not, you know, we don't have joy is good, fear is bad. You know, I mean, it's like, can we love all of it? You know, that's mm. the biggie. That's yes. big learning. Can yes. we love all of it? Can we, like, stay in coherence with everything? Can we, can, we, can we come into that level of acceptance? Whoa. Um, yeah, that sounds, yeah, that sounds like really that peaceful, harmonic place to be at. I don't know, Ashana, sometimes I, I think about love and liking differently because it's really not something that I would like to practice <laughs> or to try to bring the body-mind to kind of in agreement with when it comes to, you know, violence and all the wars that we see now in between Russia that I heard, actually, I don't watch TV, but I heard between Russia and Ukraine and all that. It doesn't really, yeah, I don't want to kind of come to this trying to love that. I know it's part, that's probably what love is, right? It's, a, it's everything. It includes everything. That's very close to what consciousness, pure consciousness might be. That the idea of the human idea of love, 
uh, or be, uh, way beyond that, actually, unconditional love would, would that be. So well, that would include everything, all the what we perceive as bad. But there's something about the body-mind complex at the, this level. I can't say that I love the... The love is always there because you can't separate yourself from love. But I have, I, I have to say that I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like the violence. I don't like unkindness. And maybe that's what you say beautifully. Your message is beautiful when it comes to bringing that divine love, per se, into this, this reality in our own way. It could be a small way, but it's, it would be a big one if we can do that, even the smallest form in our own house, right, in our own bodies, loving or liking whatever's here, however it's here, and family members not pushing anything away. But liking, it's a bit different. I don't know if you see it that way. I guess, um, yeah, I'm just reflecting about this liking and in, in love, in loving and liking. Do you see a, a difference between them? or? Do I see a difference between liking and loving? I, yeah. I, I, I think that, a, the place where, as you speak that, and it's and it's a really valid conversation and a point that you're making. It's like, wow, what what do I do with all this? How do I love things that are that are violent? How do I love things that are really difficult? How do I love you know the person who murders my friend? How do I love the you know everything that's going on? And and I think what it's a, such a fine line right now because our job is, I believe, to train the mind to, to stay focused on those qualities of being that, are, that allow us to expand and feel more joy and feel more compassion because inside that place, from that perspective, when we raise the vibration, and this is this, like this is really about you know sound healing, and it goes beyond sound healing. It is vibrational healing. You know, our job, if the mission is, if you choose to accept it, right, to to raise our vibrations so that we become a conduit for more and more of that vibration to exist in the collective consciousness. And this is a really interesting thing because, because Candace Pert, the, um, the biologist, the famous biologist, and she's no longer with us in form, but she wrote a beautiful book. Um, I can't remember the name of it right now, um, but, but it was Candace Pert, the molecular biologist who, who, who gave these first teachings and said that the cells themselves are literally the cells in our body literally communicate through vibration okay so when we raise the vibration of our of ourselves continuously and it is a practice it is a learning it is a training it is a conditioning that we each one of us get to do on a daily moment-to-moment -moment basis then eventually our personal vibration begins to change but if we think of all of humanity being cells in the collective body mm. 
Okay, then, and we look at it like that, and we go, oh my God, those cells over there are killing themselves, right? You know, they are at war, they are doing this and this and this. So how do we, you know, what is it that I can do right now in my life, in my space to shift my personal energy so that I can continue to see things differently so I can vision a new humanity so I can vision and we get that opportunity every single nanosecond of our to do that okay so when we so when you're you know when we're looking at at terrible things that can that happen and they are terrible there's no question about that all right so our question becomes what can I do how can I serve? How can I hold this? Pardon me. How can I hold this vibration in a higher space? How can I hold this vibration in in in, in myself? You know, I have a group of friends that uh, ever since the war in Ukraine began, they have met continuously every single Friday, almost without fail, for one hour to two hours, and they pray. That's what they do. They, they, they hold this space. They, they pray, they meditate, they chant, they gather together. And they have done that literally every single Friday once a week since that has begun. Okay. They've done other things on the physical plane as well, making donations, helping people. But the whole, the whole focus was, can we continuously vision this in a new way? Okay, and and that's a powerful teaching. That's a powerful teaching. It's a powerful practice. And there are groups of, of of uh, I think they're Tibetan or Buddhist. They're Buddhist nuns and monks that live up in the nether regions of you know Tibet and India and the Himalayas. And that is all they do. That is their practice for you know every day, twenty four seven. They are praying for for humanity. That's what they do. And they are holding this vibration and holding this space. We cannot negate that. That's a powerful practice. And we're all invited to do that. Not you don't have to travel to Tibet and become a nun and become a monk, you know, but we can do something like that. Each one of us in our daily practice, how can I make a difference with my words? Because the vibration of every word you speak impacts a person's nervous system. Everything we say is vibration. Every thought we think is vibration. And when we actually train ourselves through daily practices, you know, and those practices are different for every single person, doesn't, you know, there's no one particular practice, but we train ourselves, we train our minds, we train our emotions, we discipline them to stay in a higher vibrational frequency. That's the work. You know, can you connect with love? Can you connect with the love inside yourself? And can you connect with the love that is non-localized, that is universal? Can you bring that non-localized universal joy, love, compassion, gratitude, forgiveness, mercy, whatever you want? Can you bring that into your life? 
And so in the tiny little day-by-day circumstances where you feel irritated with the person that is working with you or for you or that you're working for, or you're, you feel frustrated with a spouse or a partner or a friend, or you're non-communicative because somebody said something that you didn't like or someone cut you off in the road and it's this continuous practice of self-observation and ah how can I do this differently how can I shift my energy you know one percent half of one percent one millionth of one percent how can I shift it in this moment yes oh my god yes a billion times (laughs) to that truth (laughs) yes Yes, it's changing the way we perceive, yeah, whatever it is. I love the analogy about the body and everything's connected. The universe is like a body, it's a human body, if we imagine that way. So if we have cancer cells fighting and and it's at war at Mm -hmm. some um, area in the body, then what can we do? Fighting against it will help, right? No, it won't. We have to change Mm. the energy and the health of the whole. So what do we do to change the energy and the health of the whole in that moment, you know? And everybody's going to have a little different piece of the puzzle, right? You know, some people are going to be the, the, I have a really wonderful naturopathic doctor that I work with and he's incredible. He, he goes at least once to twice a year. Uh, He's one of those doctors without borders guys. And he goes to, he just came back from Iraq, uh, uh, Bangladesh, and Ukraine from, for helping people take care of their, their health and, and get medications and medicine and shifting, doing well. I don't even know what he does. I mean, but he, he's there on his own time, on his own dime, okay, to do service work. That's what he's called to do. If I would never do that. Right, me too. In a million yes. years, you wouldn't get me on yeah. a plane. Right? Yeah. Like, that's, that's not my mm. path. Mine mm. is to do something different. Huh. You know, yeah. we all kind of know what it is, you know, that's in alignment for us and where our energy, where the energy is a right fit. And that's between you and your soul. And, and constantly listening, really deep listening to what's my next step. You know, because if my spirit, my soul came to me in, you know, a week or 10 days or, or six months from now and said, Ashana, we, we want you to go and do X, Y, and Z in such and such a place. Wow, I would know it. And you know what? I would be, it would be very hard pressed for me to, to say no. You know, I would need to go. So it's just our listening. And, you know, it's the same listening that, that, that makes you go, you know what? I have to call my friend so-and-so. I've been thinking about him. And, and, I, and then you pick up the phone call and, and so-and-so is not in a good space inside of himself. And just that hearing your voice made a difference that day. You know? So it's like this tiny, tiny little micro all the way to these big macro steps and everything in between. How amazing it is, right? Just to contemplate the idea of everything that we perceive just being part of the universal body, doing what it does and dancing, right? The dancing of the dance of life. And as I 
said off record, that's what it came to me as an intuitive message when I came across you. It was the listening. Like, wow, she's really, she really listens, <laughs> listens to life. Has She has been listening. It's beautiful, the work you do. And you mentioned that. Let's, I would like to kind of bring the conversation into your work. You have written a book too. So I have it here. The title is Crystal Singing Bowls, The Angelic Sound of Healing, Relaxation, and Spiritual Awakening. And then you are a crystal bowl artist, mentor, teacher, and a sound healer. How did all this found you? Because that's the way I see it, really. It seems like it was looking for you, these energies, and you, and you just <laughs> open, the, open your heart to them. <laughs> that's what it sounds like. Well, you know, when you when you just were talking about how in Advaita, you know, everything was already laid out for you, you know, in some ways, uh, this is kind of like one of those moments, you know, uh, where where I got a phone call one day from a friend of mine uh, and she said, have you ever heard of crystal singing bowls? And I said, no. She goes, these are right up your alley. And so literally that that moment. I, I bought a crystal singing ball, sight unseen. I didn't know, you know, I was just, I trusted. The, the, the voice came in, said, do this. And, and I mean the inner voice, you know. And, and I just went and I bought a bowl. And uh, it arrived three weeks later in this gigantic box in my house. And I took it out. I put it on the kitchen table. And I tapped the side of the bowl with the mallet that came in the box and the moment I heard the sound, it was literally the moment that I heard that sound, I, I burst into tears and I had this thought, and I've said, I've told this story many, many times, but I had this thought that light had come to live in my house mm-hmm. yeah. and, you know, like, yeah. like this being of light just basically yeah. landed on my yeah. kitchen table and here <laughs> it was and announced itself and said, <laughs> okay, here we go. <laughs> yes. And then the next thought that I had mm-hmm. was one day I'm going to put these into music. And I've been a musician for most of my life and, and a professional musician for <laughs> most of my life and uh, a singer and songwriter and, um, you know, all kinds of things like that. And, and I had this knowingness. It was a deep, deep knowingness that I was going to record these bowls. I was going to put them into music and, and that's what I needed to do. And it took about, you know, five years, I guess it's about, it was about four or five years by the, time I got my first bowl to that happening like in the in the when I when that first bowl landed in my house three weeks later I had seven it was it was immediate I everything in the universe conspired to make those to put those seven into my hands and I worked with those seven for you know a couple of years and then in uh, around in 2003 I think that happened in 1999. So it was about 2001 or 2002. I was introduced to the alchemy bowls. And the alchemy bowls are much, 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 much lighter. And they're infused and overlaid with precious gemstones, minerals, and metals. And so the first, again, it was the kind of thing where it really actually was the same friend, actually, who called me up one day and said, do you know that there are rose quartz and amethyst bowls? And I was like, seriously? Yeah. And so I, yeah. I immediately went mm-hmm. and 
I called the company that made them and I said, this is, you know, send me, I want this. And, and I had, I had like three of those bowls immediately sent to me, a, a rose quartz bowl, a platinum bowl and a, and an amethyst bowl. And, um, and that was the start of a love affair. It's that hasn't stopped. And I, you know, I wish you had, um, I wish we were doing this on Zoom. I know, because, because you show it. Yeah. yeah my <laughs> room, where I'm sitting right now, I am um, surrounded by a hundred, about 111 oh alchemy God. crystal bowls. And, and the room is all lit up and luminescent with them. And they're in every shape and color and, and, and they're divine. And, you know, when I sing in here or pray in here or chant in here, they all kind of go, and you can hear them all kind of like tinkling in the background it's yes. really beautiful but yeah it's huh. it's been an absolute love affair with uh mm. with the crystal singing bowls and and then now i've i've also discovered you know therapy harps that sound amazing with the crystal bowls and it's just one thing after another you know sound is so it, you know, when I say healing, um, one of the most profound things I think about about you know the these vibrational sound tools slash beings that we get to work with now at this time in 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 um, in history is the fact that they do something. You know, the crystal bowls do something that not many other instruments do, and that is they facilitate our ability to connect with our upper chakras. And up until, you know, the crystal bowls showed up, there were, you know, we had drums, which are amazing, okay? We have gongs, which are amazing. We have, you know, the metal bowls, which are incredible. But they kept us, and or didgeridoos, and they, and they, and they, they they don't keep keep us. I, I I erase that when I said that. But they are more uh, oriented in the physical realm. They keep us in that in a little bit of denser frequency. And it's a those are powerful frequencies. I mean, don't mis- misunderstand anything I'm saying because I love all those instruments and and they're they're wonderful. And something happened with with crystal because they are literally light frequency. These are this, you know, gemstones and and crystal. This is the frequency of light. And so when you play them, when you listen to them, when you experience them, and this doesn't matter whether it's in a recording or whether it's live, but once they're in your vibrational field, it is like, you know, the higher frequencies that resonate in you you have an easier access path to them and immediately and this has been my experience over and over and over again immediately your energy field starts to expand immediately it's almost instantaneous and usually i say ah within three minutes okay within like 
30 seconds to three minutes of hearing the sound of a crystal ball, your whole energy field will begin to shift and your awareness begins to shift. And when you can sit with these sounds, when you can experience them and, and train to them, you know, literally as much as possible, things in your Awareness begin to shift, things in your body begin to shift, things in your spiritual connection with your soul begin to shift, things in your emotional body begin to shift. You know, all kinds of things can happen in in your in terms of your health, in terms of your um can, can need to define or expand or connect with your own purpose in life. Questions you may have where you're feeling uncertain or unclear. It is it is like the world just begins to open up exponentially. That's what happens in the world of crystal singing bowls. And it's and I'm not saying that none of that happens when you're working with drums or you know, mantra or chanting, because it does, and I do all of those things myself, so I can tell you it's true, right? Sound on any healing sound, sound that's created with the intention for healing, self-awareness expansion on any level is powerful, okay? And, but they're all unique, you know? Like the drums do one thing, the didgeridoo does one thing, it, not one thing, but it, it has its own unique vibrational frequency that will take you to various places, you know, that, that, that come with that instrument, right? Same thing. That's why we, we love the cello. And then, oh my goodness, we listen to the harpsichord and we have a whole different experience. Yes. Yes, I, I felt that um, listening to your music. I was listening earlier today and I felt it because I listen to music all the time, all day long, meditative music. But then when I was listening to your music, something happened. It was different. <laughs> yeah, it was not the same. I like, know. Oh, something's happening here that's yeah, different. I, it's different. Very subtle, but yeah, there was um, something shifted and and it seemed like it was becoming more aware of those subtle energies um, of higher vibrations, right? It, and I had the feelings and the, the the thoughts, loving thoughts. They came to me. I looked at my husband differently. <laughs> so that was interesting, an interesting experience for a very short period of time. So I can imagine doing this every day. So what if you put that music on, like, right? Yeah, well. and, and some people do, you know, I have <laughs> many, many people in the world listen to my music. I mean, literally millions and millions of people. And they, they will play, they will play it like 24 seven in their house. You know, sometimes for years that they'll, they'll, they'll listen to that, you know, or, you know, um, we have a new, I have a new project that's, that's being released now in, in, music like bit by bit it's called celestial alignment for healing and there's like two 31 minute tracks on on this creation and you can sit you know let, like let's just say you want to go into a really deep meditative place and you want to stay there right you put this music on and i'm telling you it is just going to take you slam dunk right into that space or let's just say you wanted, you wanted to. You're writing. You're working on a creative project. You're you're writing, or you're you're 
and it can be anything. It could be business writing. It could be, um, it could be, you know, you're answering emails, you're working on a project, you're writing a book, you're, you're, you're preparing a curriculum that you're teaching, you're in process of learning something, right? And you put this music on and it creates this vibrational sound bed of frequency where you go into that optimal brain state for whatever it is that you're wanting to do. It's just amazing. And, and there's two tracks in there like that that do that. And then there's other there's other pieces in there that um that are literally designed. One is designed to rewire your brain for positivity. Like literally, I mean, that's what it does. It's very uplifting, very enlightening. And then there's another one that's rewiring your brain for healing uh, using a Sanskrit mantra that's very powerful. So like the whole thing coming together, to hand, my whole vision was has always been, um, especially on this project, you know, what can I do to take these sounds and frequencies and put them in people's hands so they can have them as an accompaniment to their life over and over and over again and, and train themselves day after day after day. Because that's where I see the power of high vibrational sound. You know, and everything we were talking about earlier about, you know, when we see the world, you know, do we see the disasters in the world? How with everything that's going on in the world, how do we stay in that place? How do we lift ourselves out of that place where we can see and create and envision something at a much deeper level, higher level of love, of acceptance, of possibility, of optimism, of hope, right? And we need those frequencies so we can do that. And that's what Celestial Alignment for Healing is designed to do. Wow, that's beautiful. Yeah. What can I say again? The word beautiful over and over and over again. Yes, what a what a wonderful vision, Ashana. Yes, right. So we can all tap into this potential that's there, its possibilities, mm -hmm. right? Play with that yes. possibility of yes. creating from a different place. Yes. Wow. So you do also sell those. I saw them on your website. Crystal yes. balls, right? It's beautiful. Wow, so many of them. I couldn't even... If I had to choose one, I would not know which one. It's too many. I mean, incredibly beautiful to to look at it, like in, in let alone the sound. So you, on your website, you have uh, music. So your music is also available on Amazon. That's under subscription. And then you have the Crystal Bowls online courses as well. Uh, talk to me for a moment about the book. I didn't read the book. Are you teaching others how to play with the with the singing bowls or? Something different. I would love to know more about what are you teaching in the book, Crystal Singing Bowls. That's the title. Well, you know, up until now, really, there wasn't a, a, a there wasn't a book about crystal singing bowls that would take people through how to play a bowl in such a way that they really that they're playing makes a huge difference. Can make a huge difference. You know, there were. Uh, I, I started it uh, as 
it was just a thought. It was like, oh, I'll I'll write a little ebook and I'll and I'll I'll give people some tips on how to play their bowls, right? Because I've been I've been playing for like you know 25 years. There's probably very few people on earth, quite honestly, that have been playing crystal bowls as long as I have. There are a few, and I and I know a bunch of them. Um, but you know, I'm one of those people that has come in, been playing bowls for a long time, and pioneered the genre of of um crystal singing bowls infused in healing music so i have so much experience and so much to give so i figured oh, i'll write a little ebook on this and we'll, we'll help some people and then i sat down and i started to do you know a little well we could talk about this and we talk about this and talk about this talk about this and this and this and this and before i knew it i had like you know 160 pages oh, wow. and, and i was like my gosh you know and and, and we just we, we put it in and created it as this beautiful book and it is so much more than than you know a how to play a crystal singing bowl you know crystal singing bowls are simple instruments to play but on one from another perspective they're not necessarily easy they are simple the mechanics of them are very very simple but to really play a crystal bowl and have a deeper experience of that. I mean, you spoke to me, you know, you, you commented about, uh, oh my goodness, you're listening. You're a deep listener. Well, yeah. I mean, as a musician for so many years, I learned how to listen, but also as a, as a, a, a practitioner of, of, of mantra and chant and yoga and meditation it was like taking that level deeper and deeper and then when i found the bowls it was like oh let's just go <laughs> way beyond all of that yes. and so huh. so this book talks about so many things it talks about some of the myths in the crystal bowl world and sound healing world that you know things that really drove me crazy that i just felt <laughs> like i needed to set the record straight about. Yes. <laughs> and it talks about you know huh. um uh, sound healing and the chakras it talks about um and profoundly so you know it talks about um intention it talks about you know different musical terminology and people understanding so it and and it's interspersed in all of this are our stories um because i think you know anytime you're reading a book like this i know when i get like people's things that people have written about, you know, anything. I, I go straight for the stories. I, right. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, tell me how it's working for <laughs> yeah. you. Tell me what you yeah. did. You know? <laughs> Don't tell me the theoretics of it. You know, that drives mm. me. <laughs> yes. So I want to, I want to learn yeah. about you and connect yes. you. So I put lots of <laughs> stories in this book about my own experiences because I wanted people to feel like a real life connection with, with these bowls. And here's the really amazingly wonderful, juicy thing is that um, we are just like days away, literally, from releasing the audio version of this book because so, you know, people 
And I am so stoked about this because in the audio version, now you can hear it all because we didn't just do an audio book. Mm, I mean, I read that? all of this, right? <laughs> no, yeah. my producer, Thomas, and I, we were yeah. like, ah, ah, we're going to, this is going to be amazing. So underneath, like underscoring all the charts and stuff is music and, and we have the sound of the bulls everywhere. And and so this audiobook creates this, you know, multimedia experience. And there are six videos that are connected to the book too. So you just type in the video and it'll take you to this and you can see me, you know, teaching you. This is how you play. This is what this sounds like. You know, here's what a binaural beat is. So people can have a, a really full experience of the crystal bowls. And the, the really wonderful thing, and I'm super grateful about this, is that, you know, we, we launched this book in February. It's still a bestseller on Amazon. And what's happened is that the, the, the sound healing practitioners and uh, people that are a whole holistic health and healing practitioners, people that are interested in the crystal bowls, or have been writing me and writing reviews on this and saying, this was the book that they had been waiting for because this was the one that took them from what is this thing called a crystal bowl and what does it do and actually gave them what they needed to play the bowl in such a way where it makes a difference in their lives and in the lives of the people that they serve. And that's been huge for me. So, you know, we've had, you know, wonderful, wonderful, people uh different you know visionaries and teachers that have you know read this book and commented on it and just they they basically are saying the same things like wow this is a as a reference tool in the sound healing world this is going out to all my students so you know i basically distilled you know 25 years of playing and i put it in a a a simple way for us kind of like a step one uh, for for people that are just getting started and and I've had lots and lots of people that are long-term uh, sound healing practitioners that are just saying my god they learned so much just from reading this so uh, I had a one woman who wrote to me recently who said you know what? I took a year-long sound healing certification course, and I learned more about sound healing from reading your book than I did in the entire year of that course. And that just blew me away. And I'm so so. I'm super glad that I that I wrote this and was able to um, reach as many people with it. And that's 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 our job, you know. How can we get these amazing instruments into people's hands? so that they can serve, make a difference in their lives and in their communities. Right, right, in different formats. Yeah, mm -hmm. I'm so happy you did it. And you know what came to me as I listened to you? I could imagine your music being played, or any healing, or healing sounds in general, but your music yeah. is amazing, being played in hospitals. That would yeah. be amazing, right? Just in the hallway. Yeah. Uh, that would be incredible if they were open to it. Have you actually talked to anyone about this? We had a, we had a, um, at one point in time, we had a conversation with Kaiser and, and there was like a possibility, but at that time, you know, when the music first started coming out, it just, 
there was not that level of resistance. There was a certain level of resistance because it was like, really? Music, healing? But, you know, I've gone into doctor's offices and and so many times, really, you mm-hmm. go into doctor's offices and they've got, you know, some Pandora station playing yes. with country western music. Or this. And, I'm, and yeah. I go, yes. my God, you know, what would happen if we just shifted the playlist, right? Yes. And then and had, you know, my music, other people, because there's you know, yeah, amazing music by other people too. Right, right. And we had that level of sound current playing so that when you walked in, and you sat down, and and you're frightened, you're worried, you're concerned. You know, you're you're not in a doctor's office usually, for the most part. Right. It's everything's all hunky dory. You know, you're there because <laughs> yes. it's like I'm yes. I'm worried about something, or something is of concern, and so or I'm getting it checked up, and I'm and I'm going to the checkup, and I'm worried because I don't know what the checkup is going to say, right? So, you know, how can we create that sound vibrational where it's calming and soothing? You know, I think there are places uh, like that that are um, inviting that level in. But at this point in time, it doesn't quite, it's not quite at the level that where it could be. And I know for a fact that, that different hospitals are now, this is just pretty miraculous, different hospitals are now bringing in like Reiki practitioners during surgery, right? They're actually having them sit in there and, you know, do what they do, the the amazingness that a Reiki healer can do, you know, for the team and then for the patient that's that's um, being operated on so i think we're doing baby steps but wow we could go so much further It'd be really amazing to see what happens right yes so we are getting there uh, little by little yes little so, by little, yeah, yeah that's great and i wanted to mention we're almost at the end and i want to mention as well that you have on your website you offer live events workshops sound mm-hmm. wisdom retreats so oh, that yeah. must be amazing yeah. And music licensing. So I want to mention that. That's everything is on your website, but I just wanted to say that here as well. Thank you, Valeria. Thank you, Ashana. What a beautiful work. I mean, everything about it, it's, yeah, the word's beautiful. I can't change it. <laughs> I can't find <laughs> anything else. It's simply, truly beautiful. I mean, everything about you, it's beautiful. And then what concerned me for a moment was, oh, it sounds so heavenly-like, but how can we bring this to the earth? <laughs> but that's what it does, right? You're bringing heaven to earth. And that's what yeah. it is. Through the music, through the videos, you know, I mean, really go and if you haven't already, go and check out the new YouTube video of the mantra for healing that I just released a couple of weeks ago. It's amazing. And you watch it and you will not be able to resist dancing. You won't. It's it's going to take your it's 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 going to take your spirit up to a whole other notch and and there's so much more coming out so you can go and watch the videos you can read the book you can listen to the music and when you get to that place where you go oh everything's so hard or I feel challenged or I don't you know oh, life is mm-hmm. tough yes. you know then yes. go find my music <laughs> lift yourself up you know yes. let it be a positive. Uh-huh. experience to 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 bring 
bring your vibrational frequency up and to, to, to increase your joy, increase your gratitude, increase your love, increase your compassion. And remember that, you know, whatever is going on, this too shall pass. Okay, no matter what it is, we have to have hope. And, you know, the name, and we were talking about my name early, like in Urdu means near to hope, right? And so we got to have hope. We got to have like that, that, that hope. Um, and one thing I just wanted to mention is that we were, I think um, my assistant shared that with you, that we were giving everybody an excerpt, all your listeners, we're giving them an excerpt of the book to, uh, to listen to. So. Um, I think I think she said that. Um, is that uh, it, is there a link to that, Ashana? For some reason, yeah. I don't have that here. Oh, um, well, we'll get that to you. Please, you, yeah, yeah, I'll put it on the notes for sure. Yeah, that will be yeah. here. We'll get you. We'll get you the, an excerpt of the book and a little excerpt of the music, and so your listeners can enjoy. Oh, wonderful! Yes, so please, I'll email you after this. And then let me see. So this is the very end. I usually ask a question. Wow, you said so many wonderful things. I mean, everything's just, it seems like has been said, but I will ask you this question. So a technical one first, two questions. So the best way to find more information about you, you mentioned already your website. I'll have that on the podcast mm-hmm. notes. And then YouTube, you're all over social media as well. So I have yep. also the handles here. So all that will be on the podcast notes and then the, the link as well with the, the gift. And then we'll, I'll get it later. But the last question will be this one. What three experiences you wish everyone to have before they lose the body, before they die? N- number one, to forgive yourself for what you think are have been all your mistakes and and remember that that's how you that you did the very best you could remember you did the very 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 best you could given everything and all the circumstances in your life and to remember that you know that accepting and allowing and understanding that you did the best you could, that everybody around you was doing the best they could, and that you are, you and everyone else were in this process as as a soul of learning and growing and deepening in understanding. And then, too, when you've when you can come to that place, remember to tell everybody in your life how much you love them. Right? And then from that place, give yourself permission to let go. Just let go. It'll be like sliding out of one glove into another amazing space of beingness and know that your angels are right there to catch you. Thank you so much, Ashana, again, for your beautiful presence, for everything that you're doing in this reality, how open you are to life, how, um, how deep you have listened and are listening. So thank you so much for that and everything in between, of course. Oh, 
thank you, Valeria. It's been just beautiful talking to you. Thank you. I feel the same way. So you have a wonderful, take good care of your beautiful self and we'll talk soon. We'll be in touch again. All right. Bye-bye now. Thank you for listening. To learn more about Ashana and her work, please visit soundofashana.com. To learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org/podcast. Thank you again for listening and bye for now. <laughs>